What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast, bringing you a very special um, Star Wars episode. I've got a good friend who's a Star Wars nerd, and I mean that as a compliment, um, Josh, who's been on the podcast before to talk fantasy football. But uh, as you may or may not already know, I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd, but Star Wars is something that intrigues me. I think it's similar to Lord of the Rings in that it is its own universe. Um, It's a very interesting you know, and it has all of its lore, its languages, and it's very in-depth. And Star Wars is definitely something that's captivated pop culture over the last 40 years. Um, so it's it's something that I I look to people who are, you know, big fans, um, such as Josh, to be able to kind of provide some insight. So uh, we're gonna this, this episode is going to kick off a series of episodes, uh, hopefully. That we're, we're just going to kind of dive into the Star Wars universe from the perspective of a um, a big Star Wars fan who has read a lot of literature, who knows a lot of all the ins and outs that most of us don't know, and uh, to hopefully provide us with some deeper context into the convoluted universe that is uh, Star Wars universe. So, Josh, I want to thank you for, for being on. Happy to be back, especially when it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, Josh, we were talking beforehand, and you were, he was like... I was like, hey, uh, do you have a cutoff? He's like, no, just whenever I get tired, I'll stop. But if I'm talking Star Wars, I'm not going to get tired. <laughs> it really, it, it's going to be really hard to get me to stop talking when you get me on the well, subject. Well, but, so, but we'll have a cutoff. Like I said, our cutoff is going to be an hour. And um, so that, that'll, be, that'll be kind of our self-check is we'll uh we'll we'll stop at an hour i i don't because i don't know how long this is going to go but um if you whether you're a big star wars fan or maybe you've only seen one or two star wars basic background is uh i mean and correct me if i'm wrong josh but george okay. lucas created star wars yes okay and and he created star wars when because was was wasn't it a while before the movies ever came out um it was a concept, yeah, and its name was totally different. It, it, the original name uh, is eluding me. The I think Luke Skywalker's original name was Starkill or something similar. But it was two or three years before he started writing it. And it just okay. exploded. Um, hmm. George, and it wasn't George Lucas's first ever directing debut. Really? Oh yeah, okay. it he is very he he. If today's would have been those um the anti Grammy awards, uh huh, he would have won one of those. It was a Frankenstein movie. Oh my gosh! And it is it is awful. Like I've only seen bits and parts of it, but it was awful. And he's he knows it. He's admitted to it. Hey, look! Every, know, every successful entrepreneur always says you have to fail a lot before you get it right. So, oh yeah, but yes, he kind of came up with this idea, mm-hmm. ran with it for a little bit, got Steven Spielberg on board with it, and mm-hmm. then they just created a whole entire—I um, don't want to say genre, but I'm tra- lifestyle of how like sets and stuff were made for movies. Because everything was real. There was no CGI then when the first movie came out. Yeah. And so and that's... every single thing, like um one of the big scenes, um, when the 
first very first movie where where Darth Vader's star sh- ship goes into the Death Star and you have mm-hmm. his his one theme song come start playing the ship when it's landed and has the ramp down is actually a painting oh it's it's not anything it's not even little models it's just a painting wow and and I think that's whether you like Star Wars or not, you have to look at that because that was, was mid seventies, right? When the first one, yeah, nineteen seventy seven was when the original came out, right? And when you look at like two things that I think should stand out to you is a the production like that, like using a painting and figuring out a way to to make it work in cinema and look as good as it. Did. I mean, did look for the time like it was revolutionary the the technology and the way that they made that work. And then, secondly, props off props to George Lucas for also understanding that after he made you know those three that look the technology is not quite caught up with the concept yet. And if we wait, we can have a lot better technology for a lot better movie quality. Mm -hmm. Which um, which if we jump to that backfire in a lot of ways. But that was because he was so outgoing with using what was new. He wasn't afraid afraid of it. And, uh, I mean, that's a big part of it, though, is you got to be able to, I mean, if you play it safe and do what everyone else is doing, I mean, the revolutionary people of this world, they don't do, they don't say, oh, that's popular right now. Well, I'm just going to do that and I'll be fine. They... They, you have to find like if you want to be innovative, you have to and be ahead of the curve. You have to be willing to be like kind of go in uncharted territory, and so I mean that says a lot about him. Yeah, at the time when the originals came out, it was that's um there wasn't much sci-fi in the world. There was Star Trek, obviously. Mm-hmm. Was there? I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, but there wasn't a ton of sci-fi film. There was the Twilight Zone. But... <laughs> yeah. It wasn't movie. They just right. yeah, they were just like Frankenstein was as sci-fi as you got almost. Just little adventures, Wolfman type of stuff, Adam's family. But because of Star Wars, we had it pretty much led to sci-fi action movies becoming a norm. And without that, there goes your Marvel series. It stays oh, yeah. for the most part. Oh, it, yeah. It probably eventually would have become a movie just because of how many people's interest pe- peaked. But Star Wars launched that forward. In my opinion, a lot of others might have some other opinions. Maybe Batman <laughs> did it for them. Right. But I mean, Star Wars was the pioneer. I think Star Wars is definitely the pioneer in in the sort of sci fi genre and you know, going out into space in a lot of ways. And like, yeah, they, and I think most people do attribute it to star Wars being, I mean, a huge pioneer and for an entire genre and even beyond that genre, just for, um, because yes, for an entire genre, but also for entire series. So George Lucas created it and he just started writing. Now, when he, was he writing these as books or was he just like, was he actually writing like screenplays and stuff originally? It was a screenplay. There was, there was never originally any book at all. So this actually started as a movie series, meaning he came up with this story um, that fell into this universe. And then it started once, once they obviously blew up and were super popular, 
then you have an expansion of from that story of saying like basically a pulling out from that timeline, that point in that timeline and saying, there's a huge timeline. There's a lot we can do here. And then did he start to write books or because as from what I understand, it sounds like there's basically it's more, it feels like it's more third party authors. If I can call them that who came in and started to, tell a lot of these star wars stories now a lot of them too with did have the approval of um with approval from george lucas at least initially right yes they um they all kind of gave him a broad outline of the original books to write mm-hmm. and he kind of like yes or no them and then they would write half of the book the full book and they would have to get permissions from either George Lucas or the someone in the upper part of Lucas art to agree on. And if it didn't, gotcha. It, it never saw the light of day. Oh man. But there were there was a there was one subject which he he always made it clear, but it didn't become um very well known that was off limit at all times. And we'll get into that, though. I want to wait on that. I'm sorry. What was off limits? Just there one one subject. I haven't. I yeah. I didn't say which one it is. is yet. Oh, okay. I want to. I want to wait. I want to build up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So George Lucas creates it, comes up with the idea, screenplay, and then now now I this is just my question. So he never really authored any books on this, then correct? Nope, he did not. It was always like. Eh, Kind of the third party. Gotcha. These were actual writers that were used to writing books. So let me ask you this then, from your perspective, Josh. Because to me, just uh, even just knowing that little that little amount right now, it sounds to me like he came up with this idea. It transformed. It blew up, and probably unexpectedly so. It blew up, but he um, and it became really really cool. But it almost feels like, at least right now, it almost kind of feels like. I'm getting the inclination that he really wasn't interested in expanding and growing this to, you know, all this extra literature. He obviously wanted to do some more movies down the line in the future when technology kind of caught up. But outside of that, he kind of just saw it as this this story of a, it, it, that is in this larger universe, but keeping it at that almost. Yeah, in a, to a point, yeah. But he never really uh, stopped the movement, like. He encouraged it. He let other people broaden it, but they were all like NDA type of stuff. And so nothing got out unless he approved of it. Right. So he kind of was the, he was like the godfather of Star Wars. Right. Well, it's just interesting to me that if you were going to create something and then, and then obviously people come to you and say, we have all these great ideas. And you're like, well, it's, you know, it's, you, it's still obviously yours and you don't want it to be tarnished or be taken away from you, you know, kind of the feet taken out from underneath you. But you also think on some level too, if it did blow up and, and if it was an in, a universe that was this, that, that was this interesting, at least to me, I would feel like there would be some sort of natural drive from him to want to create and be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll expand on this story or that story because I guess to me, being the creator of it, you, you like, before you ever re- release that, he had to. I mean, when you're talking about history and lore and and you know deeper parts of the story that go beyond just what you see on the screen, he had to have at least an idea of of what a lot of that entailed. Um, now, maybe it maybe it's because he didn't want to. 
or he didn't, he, he kind of knew his limitations and was like, ah, I'm really just like on the film side. And as far as like authorship of books and getting deep into this, like he just had a general idea and then, and then people. And so that's why he was just like, I'll just step back and let like these, you know, really good authors come in and make this a great story. Yeah. I think he had like a know. broad idea. He mm-hmm. pitched it to the author or okay. maybe one author. I can't remember which because the original books did not come out very often. I think in oh. the first year of books, there was only three that came out. Gotcha. And yeah. some of those were tough to read. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there, was there an original, I guess, was there like, you kind of hinted at it. Like he went to kind of an author or a couple authors, I guess. Is there an author or a single author or maybe a few authors who are kind of like been the the anchors like they've written the most literature or has it really been like a like a communal sh- like whole smorgasbord of authors for about 80 percent of it it's been a smorgasbord until you got into the later series right before disney bought it mm-hmm. and then it became a very organized grouping of they would have five authors in a series one would write the first book and then the next four would write the next books after that. And then he, that, that guy who wrote the first one would write the sixth one. Okay. And they were all like in a little group together talking. The, if we're talking about individual authors having a lot of free range mm-hmm. to do what they want, the number one one is Timothy Zahn. Or Zahn, Z-A-H-N is his last name. And he, okay. cre- he created the most in-depth character of all time in star wars mm-hmm. and he, he's a bad guy wow. his name is grand admiral thrawn huh. that that's not even re- his real name i can't even begin to pronounce his real name it's like <laughs> myth mithru nuradu or something because he's from a species called the kiss c-h-i-s-s and uh-huh. They lived on the outskirts of the Star Wars universe in the unknown space that was an explorer map. And he's he created this character from scratch that was just methodical. Like, if you're thinking a chess player, he, he predicts every move, 20 moves ahead. He'll have an answer to everything. The only thing that character can never fathom was the Force. Hmm. And that character has only seen book time, almost. He had one season of Daylight in the Rebels cartoon that, Dis- that Disney made. And it, it was a good season. They did a good job with him. He, they gave him a theme track, just like Vader, which was, I think it was violins playing in it. And it was just, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the word. It starts with an M. Uh, it it was just great, and every time you see that character, boom! There's that soundtrack like Darth Vader's the yeah. Vader, the mark. Uh huh. But then the only other one I would say that had a lot of control, like Timothy, was um, Drew Carpenshin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher their names. I'm terrible with that's names. fine. Uh, throw um, throw them in the chat if you can. Okay. Um. He um he created a couple Drew created a couple series of books. Um, one of which is, I 
believe he was the author of my favorite se- series ever, which is the Darth Bane trilogy. Let me let me double check my sources real quick with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's the only other one that's had a lot of free reign. Harp uh, Shin. There, I, I totally butchered his name in chat, Gus. <laughs> yeah, Drew. <laughs> I Don't worry, I don't blame you. I'm not even going to try it myself. <laughs> okay. Harp Shin, maybe? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, those two were given the most reign of their book. The others... Unless they did a series of books by themselves, they didn't have much freedom. They kind of got stuck to a timeline. They got told a little bit what to do. And it was just a group effort. And it those books were amazing. When you got those five authors working together and just mm-hmm. they were pop, pumping out three books, three books to three to five books a year for a series. So and that was all before Disney took over there. Okay. And Disney has let the Timothy Zahn, he's they've allowed him to actually create more for Grand Admiral Throne. They actually oh. talked about him during the Clone War. Mm-hmm. The one of the newest book had him working with Anakin, which uh, I'm not a huge fan of because in one of his original books. Timothy said that the first discovering of him was in the Empire, but he's he's just keeping his character going. Okay. And it's pretty cool because it outlined his work with Jedi Anakin and Padme mm-hmm. in this in one book. And then the next one was him working with the Darth Vader. So Ooh. yeah. So but, in your opinion, which I guess which do you which do you feel like was done done better than and maybe it's an apples to oranges thing, but do you like the whole the more systematic approach that they that they've done with the more recent literature or do you prefer kind of the I guess we can, if we want to call it, you know, a shotgun approach of just a more random approach of uh of before that. I'm going to say the um Oh, the methodic approach where they just they plan it, they get it going, and they have a t- they have a goal in mind. The shotgun approach was nice because it was you could they could test things out. Right, that's the bonus for that. They could they could throw they could throw a wet ball at a wall and see if it. And that's that's how I got my series of books, the Darth Bane's. That's um, and then the second series would have been by Karen Travis. Since. Disney's taken over. I haven't read near as much because of just the th- three of the five books I've read so far of the series, which there's, I think there's already 30 books that Disney's put out or something like adult novels. Um, I had to force myself to finish the book because they're still using the same authors because it's LucasArts still. So it's the same group of authors it's just i didn't feel like their um love it for it was the same because everything that they originally wrote does not exist anymore oh and that's so where like you a... get into the timeline for star wars so <laughs> yeah that, that well that was gonna be my next question is is because as is with a lot of this stuff, you you know you start having fan fiction, and then you have 
can't what people refer to as canon or you know the main source timeline and as an anime person and dragon ball z person there's you know you there's very clear stuff that's not canon and that is canon and that's approved by toriyama but um or that's my that's my question here then is you know i guess george it sounds like george lucas tried to keep some sort of canon timeline by having this approval process uh, you know and and approving things from authors so you know is there a somewhat can you kind of piece together a somewhat of a timeline or a canon yes um you you have what disney is calling canon is their break in the timeline, and that's what they're calling canon which takes they're taking select character from I call they they call it legend is what they call the original timeline. Uh huh. And I just I call I refer to it as the true timeline because I am still in denial that Disney's hurting me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Disney has picked and choose characters from that original timeline and kind of taken them and kept them alive, which I appreciate. Uh, but their but Disney's timeline, besides that those few specific characters in that they're bringing out their timeline only starts with episode one phantom minute they haven't gone too far back into that but they've gone forward quite a bit okay so basically disney of course being disney is pretty much trying to bulldoze the ruins if you want to call them ruins or original city and trying to build on top of a brand new city with, with, I, with um, year zero, if you will, of this is, we're starting fresh. This is now new. Um, this is, you know, what, what, what happened before didn't happen before minus their, their few legend characters really. Yes. The, that, um, that original timeline had right before Disney bought it, that they, they had started, they had just started a new series. It only got one book out. Oh man! And there's actually there was actually two series going on. So there's two series going on. One at mm-hmm. the dawn of the Jedi, which is the title of it, Dawn of the Jedi into the Void, mm-hmm. and it talks about the first ever Jedi that that they kind of knew that they were special, but they didn't know exactly how. And it was just like a little trial run of these two siblings going through their planet, their very deadly mm-hmm. planet, and learning the ways, and it takes place 10,000 years before um, uh, Star Wars A New Hope. So wow. The first book. And then that the next, the other book took place 80 years after Star Wars A New Hope, and that was the old, that the furthest in the timeline. So we're looking at Luke Skywalker, who's near well no it, it, it's probably set, set 60 years so he's in his 70s grandmaster jedi luke skywalker and they had just started a new series and boom done disney bought it so those two books have no continuations they're just done and now disney owns it and they have done nothing for it man that's and that's where it's like it's great that on one hand it's great that you know star wars got involved with such a successful business as disney who can keep it alive but at the same time 
it, it's I feel it's so disrespectful to the origins of something to be like, so we saw what you did and we're going to take like two, we're going to take like a couple characters from it, but this is the real timeline. What we're doing now, we're starting fresh and we're going to do this on our own. Like, I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of joking about it. But- no, that's really what they did because that's what they told JJ Abrams to do when he made, made the, the force awaken. They wanted something fresh, something new. They wanted a brand new generation into it. They wanted kids into it again. Right. And, and But the problem is, what they did is, you have the First Order, and you have mm-hmm. the freaking Rebellion, and it's like, wait a minute, I've seen this before. And I was yeah, like, let's go the back resistance. to... The Resistance. The Resistance, thank you. And it's like, let's go back to 1977, and we have the Empire and the Rebellion. This feels oddly familiar. Oh, gosh, kid, yeah. And a kid who is... I mean, he at least had parents, I guess, but um, even though they, they weren't his uh, natural parents, but and he got uh, you know, he got to see them brutally murdered, right? Um, <laughs> like, damn, that's a pretty intense way to start the first thirty minutes of a movie. Yeah, it's. I mean, so you have an orphan kid who's all alone, but there's something special about him, and it's just like no way they had to sit there in that pitch meeting, and they're all like, "Yeah, this sounds fresh. This sounds good." Because really what they're doing is they're doing a really crappy copy and paste. Like if if this was an essay that they were having to turn in on and, and through turnitin.com, it would be like an 80% um, plagiarism. Like a uh-huh. like, like it, it would like 80% of it would be like, yeah, this is plagiarized. This has been done before. Because that's my big for, thing just as a casual fan. When I watched it, I was like, um, this feels like you're just re- hitting the reset button on on the Star Wars story and just doing y- quote unquote your version of it to to try and get this generation really into it. Oh no, that's really how I felt. I sat through the movie Thursday night midnight release. Took my grandma to it because I was not going to miss it. There was no way I was going to miss it, and I'm sitting there just staring at the film. I'm like, this is what we get. And I spent my, I've spent, I was raised on Star Wars. <laughs> and I was so heartbroken. I actually, so this is going to sound a little sad and pathetic. <laughs> but when the trailer for The Force Awakens release, I cried because of how bad it was. Oh. Because I had read all those books. And right where this time would have taken place, was the start of a massive series of books. It's like series was 17 books long. And it was just beautiful. It was gorgeous. It, everything lined up. Luke, Leia, Han's age. Luke, Han and Leia having a kid. In the books, they had three kids. Hold on. So you mean to tell me that when Disney bought it, they cut off a 17 um, 17 volume book series at volume two? So I'm here. No, not even, they didn't even give it to volume one. They just they cut it off way before then. Even they're just like, no, oh. th- we're done. <laughs> <sighs> they and could we- have. So that was my goal, my dream that either they were starting a series that's known as the Yuzon Vong Wars, or this the the oh one second need to check my sources again to find the exact name to it. Uh, it was called Fate of the Jedi. Was the the series of books, and it was just where where is 
two, four. No, not Fate of the Jedi crap. Legacy. Legacy. Okay. Legacy of the Four. Hmm. Which take which takes place forty years after a new hope. It was two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, four fifteen books four no fourteen books long. Was this one series of books? Right. Categorizing the rise, the it was like the Jedi at their peak. The Jedi being re-outcasted by the entire universe because they thought they were evil again. Mm. And Han and Leia's kids being the sword uh, Leia. Yeah, oh gosh. There's just... Mm. Um. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's just, it gets to me. It's just because they Disney really could have just started those 14 books, made it into three movies. Had done their little intro explaining that hey, this is forty years in the future. We're with Leia, Luke, and Leia's kid, Luke's kid, Luke's kid, Leia's kids, and this is kind of give us a two-minute reading intro, like you do with all the Star Wars, and boom, we got something to go with, right? But instead, they started totally something different, never existed. Just hey, we're gonna do this. Uh, it just, yeah. As you said, it was in the gaming term. It was just a reskin of the original. Yeah, it was like, oh, this, it, it's it's Modern Warfare remastered. You know, yeah. It's like it's like, oh, okay. So we're doing the same thing with different. And see, I guess so. That's what's funny. I was trying to find this meme, and I'm sure you've seen it, but it was like um, Star Wars fans, um, like discussing discussing um star wars and it's like a a a classical painting of like a brutal battle and it's like (laughs) lord of the rings fans and it's all the hobbits having tea (laughs) um talking discussing lord of the rings things and i'm like yeah it's pretty accurate but yeah but i I can tell you right now is if is if something like that had happened to lord of the rings and um in which which I mean, the first thing, first and foremost, you have all all the Lord of the Rings is almost exclusively written um, by J.R. Tolkien and like all Middle Earth literature. So it's you have a single author, um, which I'm not faulting. I think because I honestly think George Lucas, the way he handled it is really cool to be able to have a bunch of different people kind of give their style on it. And and I also think there's some self awareness there where he's like, I could write it, but. I could find some really great authors and really creative people and then just give them a little bit of direction and just, you know, as long as they, and, and just check off what they do and then you're going to have a lot of cool stuff and that's what they built. But I can, I can tell you if Disney bought Lord of the Rings and done that, you would, it would be the same situation. I mean, but like, no, we're actually going to reset the time. Like reset the timeline. We've already had like 30 years of timeline built and story built why don't you just plug in you can say we're just going to do a different timeline same universe but it's that whole like we are the like you know you know what it makes you think of have you seen man in the high castle no i haven't well basically (laughs) the premise is it's i'm I'm not going to spoil it but the premise is we lost World War II, and so the United States could split at the Rocky Mountains between – so the west of the Rocky Mountains is Japan, east of the Rocky Mountains is uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. And at one point in the series – it's a little bit later, so there's a mild spoiler here, but it's nothing that's groundbreaking. But you know, the Nazi Germany, they're working towards um, 
what they call year zero, which is a reset. So they're obviously, they're trying to erase history and start with year zero in the, in the Reich, the American Reich, as they call it, where, Mm -hmm. where it's like, this is the start of history and basically be like the hist whatever came, nothing came before that. Like this is our new year zero. Like we're counting our history starting now. We're not going to look back and say, yeah, there was the American people in the call. Like those non-existence and not a thing. And that, to me, like when you talk about Disney resetting the canon, their their timeline is now canon. I'm just like, that's what they're doing. And I'm not trying to sit here and say Disney is Nazis, but in 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 those sort of situations, it's similar in the sense that you know, to if you are successfully can rewrite history, you can your narrative becomes the narrative. You know? Okay. Yeah. So right off the, go and go back to the Force Awakens real quick. Hmm. The whole scene with Han Solo walking out on the on that scaffolding the bridge thing to Kylo Ren and yelling Ben. As soon as he stepped on that platform, I I, I pretty much just kind of yelled, "He's gonna die!" <laughs> In the middle of the movie, there I had people staring at me like the hell. But that scene pissed me off. Like I was doing okay. Like I was handling the movie. I was a little sad. I knew what to expect. But until Han Solo yells Ben out, I was not, I was okay. He yells Ben out, and I'm mm-hmm. here. I just, <laughs> it was as fast as flipping a switch, because in that timeline of books I just told you, Luke has a son. Luke and yeah. his wife had a son. That son's name was Ben Skywalker. Mm. Named after Obi-Wan Kenobi. Old right. Ben. Yep. Nowhere in Lu- in Han and Leia's kids is there a B. There's two J's and an A. <laughs> oh man! Like like, and it could have they could have done so well. They could have made the original fans happy because in the books, Han and Leia have a twin. Oh, that's cool. They have a boy and a girl. Yeah, because I mean, Leia has a twin gene, being a twin herself. Yeah, and so that's where I was just like, I I still had hope for it. I still had hope that, hey, maybe Ray just got deserted on the planet to keep her away from whoever made Kylo Ren an evil little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then then it just, oh, then it just got worse. And it got Mm -hmm. worse. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, but that's the thing is it's hard to take something that has 30 years worth of history behind it and be like, no, we're taking this. And what we're doing is, is now the official thing because it's not like it's been 30. It's not like it was like you had 30 years of history and then you stopped and you had 30 years of nothing. And it's like, Hey, we're restarting this. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an immediate shift and I just can't stop coming back to, it's like, it's like when a, 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 tyrannical regime comes in and tries to erase all the history that was before them and it's like it never goes well no it it never goes well and i don't know why it's just way i look at it's like it's disney being disney trying to say that like they're the end-all be-all it's like you don't have to be the end-all be-all it's fine but disney's just that super uptight and this has turned into kind of a Disney bashing podcast. I don't know how, but um, <laughs> the, I do. And, oh, I mean, I'm about to make it worse. Oh, because no. There, there, there's one thing left that Disney has not really messed up. And that was the one thing George Lucas never gave permission to go, go talk about. 
Yoda and... species. Oh, you told me this before. Yeah, we we had a discussion about this after mm-hmm. you were asking me about Mandalorian, so I'm pretty George Lucas has never revealed the name of where Yoda's of of Yoda's planet. They never even were given a species name until about the Clone Wars era. And that's when the Jedi Council just decided, oh, we're just gonna call it Yoda's species. <laughs> And there's a little 15 second scene. You see a second Yoda on the Jedi Council. Her name is Yaddle. And she just disappears at the end of the Clone Wars. She in the in the comics, because Disney even let our LucasArts, George, even let comics. There's comic series left and right, and a lot of that he kind of just those are the not official canon of his okay. stuff. That that so was kind of they just had a lot of fun with it and they could do whatever they want. Okay, and, so basically he was like he was like books those are going to be canon and he was like ah comics are fun light and kind of like innocuous enough that like comics are kind of free reign then. So there's yeah, a ton of comics there, out there and there are stuff in the comics. He's like love it. That's that's canon. That's mm-hmm. timeline. Cool. And that that and that pars with the Mandalorian as well. <laughs> gotcha. Because of the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, which is the black lightsaber at the end of the series which if it, you haven't watched the series um, it just got spoiled for you yeah. so it's fine I'll put spoiler alert I'll put spoiler alert on the title list so don't even worry um, yeah. I mean this whole series is spoiler alert if you haven't watched Star Wars and you're this deep in this episode you need to go and I I, I, I don't want to say you need to go because I kind of want to pose this as like getting to know Star Wars but I should say you should just be prepared for yeah Lots of spoilers. All the spoilers, all right? And if you're fine with that, because we're doing a deep dive, then great. If you're not, go get caught up on the series. Watch the original Star Wars, the new crappy Star Wars, um, the legendary prequel is on Star Disney Wars. Plus. Yeah. Just Everything. get Disney Plus. Do that, do that seven-day week trial and self-isolation and just go in a little bit. Or pay just, for a month. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But, um, um, but the, Yoda, right. the Yoda thing is, so that's why I'm afraid that Disney's going to let them find Yoda's planet. Um, and so that's actually a good note that we can that I wanted to bring up is so when when it was so George Lucas basically was the proprietor. He had you know the rights and all the say, and then sold to Disney. He and he gave Disney all the creative freedom. Right, like he is no longer like he, they might consult him, but his word is no longer. The end all be all, right? Right. He how old? How old is he can George be? Lucas? He can be as mad as he wants about something, but it just is like, ah, oh, screw it. We're making it. They can do it. Okay, so George Lucas is seventy five. So I feel like someone at this point, he someone had reached a, a point where he says, "I'm not. I'm not gonna be." You know, he's like, "I'm. I want to spend my last 10, 15, 20 years just relaxing. You can have this." The and... last I knew, he has not seen either of the last two Star Wars. Hmm. He so watched, he saw he Force, Awakens. Force Awakens and pretty much said it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't. And that crushed J.J. Abrams. It was like, J.J., you just remade what he did. What did you right. expect? It's just a copy and paste, dude. Just copy and paste like 40 years later. Yeah, and it's like, George Lucas has a daughter. But she's 
She's huge, like physically huge. Oh. She was on that robot comp that robot competition fighting show that Spike mm-hmm. TV had for a little bit for one season, and she lost in the very first episode. Ooh. And that's the only thing you I've ever heard about. Her. Well, it's tough to be the it's tough to be the the the, the child of a legend, you know. Oh god, Michael Jordan kids. Yeah, LeBron's LeBron's, LeBron's kid seems to be. I mean, I think he'll be a talent. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he can make it and be fine. I think to, in today's world, I'll say this: in Jordan's era, having kids and then bringing them up in the league was a lot less likely. But I think in today's world, I think it's a lot more prominent. And also, I'll say this too: I feel like Jordan is a different parent than LeBron is. Oh yeah, because that competitive edge that Jordan had, there's a reason that people still say, and I'm in this camp that LeBron is not better than Jordan. And I, I mean, I firmly. I still believe that just because when you know the true competitive edge, it's like he wasn't a good father, at least for a certain period of time. I don't mean to necessarily judge him, but it's really hard to be that invested competitively into what you're doing and to also lead a good home life. Not saying it's impossible, but it's one of those where it's like, "Eh, I feel like the writing's kind of on the wall, but it's, I'm not, you know, not here to get into that. So, So George Lucas, it sounds to me like George Lucas basically gave it up. Yeah, and sold and he was like, for, "I'll get I'll, sold it for four point one trillion dollars." Right, I mean, which it was worth, and was basically like, to me, it sounds like he he effectively retired, and was like, "I'm done with it." See, with Tolkien, he like died, and so it's like, okay, he's died. There's a bunch of unfinished stuff, and like, you know, he kind of got out. That like that's kind of I feel like a lot of ways when you when you have a series that spans, you know your lifetime pretty much Um, Mm -hmm. easy way out is you die and then your rights stay within the family. And then, you know, 10 years down the line, then people start doing stuff with it and you're not around to have to mess with it. But George being in good health, um, presumptively, he (laughs) sounds to me like he's like, all right, I'm ready to, yeah, I'm ready to retire this and hand it off and go, go and sit on the beach or, and and not touch it. Not even like, Oh yeah, I'm going to sit and like watch it because Having, you know, this is his, in a lot of ways, this is his child's creation. I I can't really fathom like willingly giving it up to, especially to a company like Disney and you, and then finding out what their plans are and then being like, yeah, I'm still going to watch this stuff and keep up. I'm going to go off the grid with it. I'm going to be like, I'm done with this and Mm. not in like a negative way necessarily, but like, I'm just like, I'm not going to worry about it. Right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go, whatever, spend time with my family or invest, invest all this freedom I have into my family life or invest into, you know, whatever, you know, it's, 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 he's effectively moving on. You know, it's kind of like his star Wars baby that he's had for 40 years is now graduated and and is living its own life now. Well, as a drug addict. Pretty much, pretty much. As it, as I'm sorry it, as, if that offends anyone in the chat, but oh, no, I don't care. Um, I'm gonna say I was gonna say more along the lines of an Instagram. Um, it's like Influ- the hot girl Instagram influencer. You know, oh, here's God, my yeah. butt. I'm an influencer. Here's my butt. I'm an influencer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like uh, you know, like the content you post isn't amazing by any means or groundbreaking. It's just there's a lot of guys out there that like to see butts. Here's a um, discount code, right? But uh, I think that's actually probably in a pretty good place to um, to, to close this ep- this initial episode out. I think we got a decent snapshot, and it's a little sporadic, but we talked a little bit about you know where they fell in line and uh, mm-hmm. real quick. 
I just kind of want to recap that. So, and, and jump in or correct me if I'm wrong, but we have the inception of star Wars way back when, and by George Lucas as a screenplay and yep. Steven Spielberg gets on board. They make the movies. The movies are a super huge hit. Then George goes and finds authors and says, Hey, um, I think this would be cool to make books. And then you basically have a lineage of, you know, until the prequels, I guess, until the next movies, you say um, you have all these books released and things like that, all with the say so of George Lucas, the oversight of George Lucas. But he basically gave the creativity, the, the authorship to um, a plethora of authors, which gave it, which I think gives it a certain flair, which I personally appreciate. But I yeah. can also see how it builds huge discourse within a fan base because then instead of like the single, like it's all from George Lucas, it it technically is, but at the same time it isn't. And so like you can get sticky. But anyways, um, then you ha- then you know you have the the prequels come out, and real quick we didn't really talk about those, but we're, those were still George Lucas, yes, yes, those okay. were entirely, and yeah, and that- and that writing. Well, every single piece was George Lucas, and that was part of the problem. <laughs> and 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 that's where we can see where he, it was a good decision to probably um, bring in all these authors and allow them to really pour into the book series, and George just to be a a more general creative oversight, just to basically keep you in bounds. You know, don't go out of bounds. Yeah. Run whatever plays you like. I'm the head coach here, but I'm going to leave the play calling to my offensive coordinator and my defensive coordinator. I'm just going to give them general direction here, and then, um. And then it goes on, and then George Lucas finally gives up. And you have you have some main authors, but you have more of a shotgun sporadic approach initially, where it's just kind of seemingly, I'll say, seemingly random authors and random stories, to then a more methodical approach where you have a series, a set series, and you have one author for the first and final book, and then the four, uh, the five books in between um, are different authors, and they're all in, they're all in. Uh, they're all colluding. I'm going to use that word. They're all colluding with each other and planning. And so it's all, it's more of a structured um, series. And um, in your opinion, you, you like those a little bit better. And I could see that because on some level, once you start planning things out a little bit more, they seem to flow a little bit better, but um, create the great series. And then um, just in the midst of two more awesome series, you have George Lucas finally say, I'm ready to step away from this. I'm ready to relinquish um, Star Wars from underneath me. And I think in a lot of ways he saw it as, I mean, you see, to me, you have Star Wars ending with that. And I mean, really, he was like, I'm going to sell it off because people want this. And then a new Star Wars beginning that to me isn't true to what Star Wars is, but that's, of course, personal opinion. But you have Disney buying it and trying to clean slate it, start over, but they effectively copy and paste. And, um, uh, we never we never touched this. Are there still books coming out? There are. And that was actually a subject I was about to go to because Disney relaunched Skywalker's Skywalker. Do you know what that is? Um Skywalker Ranch was literally a ranch that George Lucas made with Skywalker's name. It's huge. But right. Disney has a plethora a group of authors there right now designing a from scratch new era in the star wars timeline and they've released a few things on ig in a couple times and they're called, they're referring to it as the high republic 
it takes place 200 years before the the uh phantom minute so episode one okay and i they've released a few characters of it i don't know i'm gonna give it a shot I'm, they got all those awesome direct authors i mentioned i'm gonna give it a shot we'll see what happens I'll, you think there's basically you think there's hope for this new literature it sounds it sounds to me like they're at least trying to this do, sounds do better it. than what they are currently putting out which is just kind of those sporadic books that they're shot this is a group of authors all working mm. together to create a, a series of books mm-hmm. and that they're all on the same page. Gotcha. But I want to backtrack. Apparently, everything I've known for years was wrong. Steven Spielberg had nothing to do with the Star Wars trilogy. Oh, really? I was for sure about that. I had sworn I'd read so many places about it. Oh, no, the directors were George Lucas. And then episode five was Irvin Kirshner, Richard, and then. Episode six was Richard Marquand, and hmm. then screenplays were George Lucas and two other, one other guy and a gal, I guess. Yeah, the gal, Leia, Leia Brackett or something. But apparently, oh. so what I saw was totally wrong. I apologize, chat. Well, I just or, don't don't worry. I just looked it up and. Um, I said, was Steven Spielberg involved in Star Wars? And it says he has come close to directing a Star yeah. Wars film numerous times. He, Lucas wanted him for Return of the Jedi, but he wasn't allowed to direct because, just wait till you hear it, um, of a Directors Guild of America credit dispute. So some political bull crap. Mm-hmm. As always. Always, always, always. Well, anyways, so basically Lucas at 75 has stepped away or I mean 70, whatever he was when he did and was like, I'm done with this. I'm ready to live out my last uh, days in peace on and and let Star Wars die. He only saw the first one, didn't really like it and to be to be expected. But you have Disney now trying to rewrite and create a new generation. But the problem is when you try and just create when you try too hard. Um, I think sometimes when you try hard, like in sports, you can end up actually making it, you actually hurt your chances of winning or doing well. And I think the same is true when it's like, if you try and go viral, the the chances are you really won't go viral. Um, Virality is really something that is unpredictable and we don't know what the internet's going to catch on to. And the same is true, I think, for this sort of thing, like you have good ideas and we don't know what's going to catch on and to try and say, ah, I'm going to, we're going to usher in a new generation. It, it really just feels to me, it feels forced and fabricated and just copy and pasted. Um, but that's just my opinion. I'm trying, I know I started as going over the overarching timeline, but that's where we're at now. We're now, um, (laughs) And, and Disney basically said they've created the new canon, the new timeline, which yep. instead of just tacking on and saying, oh, we're just moving past this um, so they wouldn't have to stay true to certain things, they now can do what they want and are going to make their own moves. And so thus you see why the Star Wars fan community is so torn and broken because they've honestly been through a lot of trauma. I feel bad for them. And this is you know coming from a, a Lord of the Rings fan community standpoint where there's disputes, sure, with The Hobbit and even the Lord of the Rings trilogy as compared to the, a lot of the books. But by and large, I mean, we're pretty much in unity in, in most things. And in the Star Wars community, it's just like, there's, there's no, it's, there's, there's 
it's really tough for them to. We have that. one thing unifying <sighs> all of us, though. Huh? John Williams, the composer. Mm-hmm. Nine I think movies. We can all agree, can all agree on that. That man is legendary, and he um, is retired now. Episode as nine, he should be. Yeah, episode nine was his final film. And now it's up to his son to continue his legacy. Oh gosh, that's gonna his, be tough. Yeah, his son has worked. I believe his son has worked hand with on the last three Star Wars movies. Oh my gosh! Um, and real quick, I I totally didn't even think of this, but I don't mean um, so. Before we close, just a quick answer here: Clone Wars, the animated series, does that fall as canon, or was that after Disney? No, that is technically canon. Because okay. Disney has a, a Disney has really accepted a lot of it, especially Ahsoka, Ahsoka's character. Okay. So if you're if you're watching like Disney Plus right now mm-hmm. and you're um, going to watch anything, you gotta go watch the Clone Wars. See, I've There's, only seen bits and pieces, but I've I, I'm tempted to. I think it's I I need to check it out. We'll we'll save it for another episode. But the whole yeah. entire the only thing true, there's few things god awfully wrong. But it's just a few episodes here and there, mm-hmm. and we can discuss them another time when we get when sounds, we reach those subjects specifically. Sounds great to me. But just give me overall, overall, you enjoy the Clone Wars, the series. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Clone Wars is good. Cool. Well, Josh, I want to appreciate your time and your willingness to make this, um, you know, kick off this series of episodes talking uh, about Star Wars and trying to hopefully enlighten things, um, enlighten those of us who are just very, very casual fans. Uh, as I would classify myself. Um, and uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you like, comment, and subscribe. And maybe if you weren't really interested in Star Wars, maybe you are interested in Star Wars. Um, love to hear your feedback, Viking at gmail.com. Any and all thoughts? How do you feel about the new era of Star Wars? Um, you know, is there something interesting? Were we wrong on something? Please fact check, fact check us left and right. I'm not saying that what I say is always a hundred percent true, but um, definitely go give us a listen. Uh, Josh, thanks again. Um, I'll give you uh, any, any closing statements here. Nope. I appreciate it being on here. Fact check me as well. People, as you saw, <laughs> I corrected myself. With Spielberg thing. There's a lot uh, of stuff. There's the amount of information I've absorbed has to be blurring together. A oh lot. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have those moments, and that's fine. Well, um, with that being said, folks, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll hope you come back next time. Thanks.